Hi, I'm Alex Frakon. You're listening to My Therapist and I, a podcast that isn't just about therapy, it is therapy. More specifically, my therapy. What are the limitations of this podcast? What are things that I feel comfortable sharing? What are things that I do not feel comfortable sharing? These are all the things that Dr. Steve and I talk about in this session, and it was all triggered by a conversation we had off camera. I think this is something we're going to be revisiting more often than not. So with that said, hope you enjoy. I think at the very least. You don't know whether we'll be able to capture what we just did? Yeah, correct. Off camera? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I will tee that up. Dr. Steve and I had a very in-depth good conversation about this podcast in this format in in specific relation to the last session we had in the last episode we did um because you told me i was old school yeah I did. What, what did that mean to you when you said yeah I, i'm getting the sense you're old school dr harris so so what i kind of brought up was like i got the feeling you know when i was talking through some of my family of origin stuff that i got the impression that he was like yeah, man, like you can't just blame your parents. That's right. kind of how what I articulated to Dr. Steve to yeah. you. And, you, you know, I kind of felt like not that you were defending my parents, but you were pushing it more back on me to be like, well, what are you going to do about it? You know, everyone, yeah. you know. Right. And so we then talked about it. And I think your response was kind of like, well, you know, I'm, I'm reacting to what I know and yeah. what you're telling me. Right. And um, that led to a discussion about like, what I feel comfortable sharing on this podcast and, you know, what is not going to get shared on this podcast. Right. And I, and I specifically said that it's that based on what you shared with me, you've, you've got the level of compassion that I have to give. So, you know, I, I didn't, I don't, I don't hear tales of woe, like my parents beat me and we lived under, you know, in the gutter. Which my parents did not beat me and we did not live in the gutter. Okay. (laughs) Right. However, I totally understand what you were saying when you were like, you know, when you were talking about your relationship with them, you talked about a lot of good, which there's a lot of good. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, Dr. Steve and I went on to talk about some other stuff that provided more context. And I think once you told me, once you heard that, you're like, well, you're almost like, well, shoot, you know? Yeah. I wish you'd have told me this. Like, this is good to know. Yeah. And, and the... The constraints of this environment yeah. that we have are are real, and and I'm I'm also you know concerned that you don't do something in here with the the hopes of you know like you know shock value or yeah. let's get more listeners because Al, what's Alex what kind of freaky things are Alex is Alex going to reveal this week yeah. as we peer into his psyche you know like that that's not a it's not healthy for sure. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. And what I, my vision for this podcast has always been like, okay, this will never be able to -to one-to-one replicate authentic therapy, right? The vulnerability that a person can achieve in a room with no cameras, no microphones, and a professional. Right. We can never replicate that. However, what we can create... And so you need to say why we can never replicate that. And the reason we can never replicate that is because there are things that, you know, for example, me personally, Alex, there are things right. That's it. that I want that have impacted me that involve other people. Right. And I can't, and I don't want to 
and put the throw them under the bus. Quote yeah, unquote. I don't. I don't want our business to become the world's business. Yep, that's correct. between you and and these individuals. And yep. in a and in a therapy room without microphones and you cameras and stuff, yeah. you can say this is limited to confidentiality. But there are real world implications if if correct. you were to say, let me give you the every, yep. everything. And that's not to say anything that like there's horrible things happening in your family. No, there are not. But there there are things with all kinds of relationships that I have. That yeah. I'm just not. I don't feel comfortable bringing it up because it involves another person. They have rights, you know. They have rights to their privacy. Yeah. I don't want to do that. So I think I think you know we get close there sometimes. Like when you talked about the fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's a host of men. I don't know how many of them there yeah. are uh, whose lives are impacted because you you went out and said this is what happens. We look forward to it, and then we yeah. There's the drinking, and there's these things going on, and. I felt okay there because there were enough people, and I I felt like no one was singled out. Yeah, it so, was early on in the podcast; no one's listening. <laughs> we didn't. Dave wasn't sponsoring <laughs> us at the time, right? Like this is pretty safe. <laughs> yeah, but I did think about that, and that should be a good example of like how I feel comfortable approaching stuff. Like if I feel like there's enough anonymity, is that the right word way to use that word? Anonymity. Anonymity. If I feel like I can achieve a safe level of anonymity and yeah forget it you know i I definitely keep that in the front of my mind which is a lot of responsibility and i hope people like feel comfortable being around me still right you know but it's not something that i take lightly at all um but it's an element that it's going to impact this podcast but what i told dr steven when i'll continue to tell you is like i think what we have created here and what we continue to create it's it's better than having nothing at all because there's, you know, there's really no other resource for people to be like, what is it like? You know, I want to see, you know, something. Um, and I like that we're creating something. We're definitely creating something. So um, I have a daughter who listens to the podcast. Yeah. And um, she, you know, she'll come to me and say, well, what do you think about Alex? What do you really think about <laughs> him? And like, you know, is he just this nervous guy or what? Yeah. You know, she has, you know, thoughts. Theories? <laughs> she, ha- she has thoughts and theories about yeah. who Alex is. And does he really need therapy? It doesn't sound like he's too, you know, like I thought people, therapy was just for people, you know, so she's. Yeah. So it's. The vicissitudes. It's the vicissitudes of life. <laughs> she's thinking about, totally. you know, what do people in therapy talk about? And. Um, you know, she was raised in a home with a therapist, you know. And, I've always been curious about that, and that so, experience, by well, the way. Yeah, call in, Maddie, and let us know what it's like, <laughs> or any one of my kids. Um, so, so like, you know, I only get to respond to what I hear about in here and what's, what's uh, public access in this space. And you're only going to, and I'm going to be reserved in some regards. Yeah. And you're yeah. not even going to know. I'm not even going to know. Yeah. Because and, I don't have a... Magic eight ball. Yeah, you can't. Read Actually, my I do thoughts. have one, but yeah. Um, and All I totally signs point to yes. <laughs> that would be a great sponsor. Magic eight ball. Magic eight ball. Bringing them back. Um, and I wonder too if like, you know, maybe there's something I can say to you and be like, hey, I'm just just so you know, I'm only I'm giving you the top line version. I don't know. It's it's one of the many mysteries of the pursuit that we're currently yeah. embarking right. upon. But um, yeah, I definitely don't want this to turn into a freak show, but I also understand too that part of what I'm doing, part of what we're doing, a lot of people listen just because they want to, you know, it's maybe like reality TV to them in a weird way. Well, I, I mean, I would, I don't really have a clear sense of how this podcast is landing on people. Yeah, me, like, yeah. I don't, I don't I've have only a, heard the good, right? 
I've only heard from the people who reach out to me, which are like, I like this. This is why I like it. Yeah. I've never heard from someone who's like, hey, yeah, I've ne- I haven't heard from the people I haven't heard from. Yeah. Uh, but what I have heard and the texts I do get are like, hey, this is like really cool. This is, you know, really brave, which I don't really like that one. That one feels a little. Yeah, but those like, are your friends. Yeah. Friends or family members. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know what the strangers are thinking. Are there strangers? I, I'm sure of it. Yeah. I'm sure of it. And again, my hope is that they're interested in therapy or they've always been curious about it yeah. as opposed to being curious about the quote unquote dark secrets of a person yeah, and being curious about watching someone be vulnerable, you know? And at the same time, I think that's, that's part of, that's part of being a therapist is, yeah. is getting, is there that voyeuristic tendency to look in other people's lives? Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, th- this is a good topic of conversation because most recently i've got i just got a text today about a friend of mine who had discovered i sent him the podcast and say hey check it out and he started going through episodes and he really uh-huh. likes it and he sent me a text today and he was like i feel like this is too personal i'll read it it was actually quite um on point and he said in a way listening to these podcasts almost feels like a little invasion of privacy I know you're doing it for a reason, but it's almost like I'm having a conversation with you about all this deep stuff. Um, and he went on to say, but, you know, like, I'm only hearing from you. You know, you don't hear right, from me. Right. And I, I was like, that's fascinating. And I've started to meet people out in real life. And they'd mm-hmm. be like, hey, I listen, I listen to your podcast. Oh. Uh-huh. And it's it's starting to be a little like Twilight zone right? I had someone at a party came up to me, and it was the first time meeting them. I'd uh-huh. never met them before. Yeah. I knew of them. And they said, oh, this is so strange. I feel weird meeting you because I listen to your therapy sessions. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that is weird. Yeah, but that's cool. Like, I hope yeah. it's been, you know, a pleasant experience for you. So this is getting progressively weirder for me. Yeah. However, I continue to believe that it is good for people to be exposed to and talking about therapy at some level. And if people are looking at these and be like, Alex looks too happy. He doesn't need therapy. Like, okay, well, maybe <laughs> therapy will be less scary for you now, you know, and maybe you'll feel comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. I think of one of my family members who was like, I would, I had never ever thought about going to see a therapist because it just was too scary to me. Mm-hmm. She's been listening to the podcast and she was like, it seems not so scary. Yeah. That to me is a huge win. Okay. Yeah. But it definitely, sometimes it scares me too. Sometimes I get scared about like, like, I sometimes feel bad about Haley. I'm like, am I losing, you know, is she going to feel like she still has intimacy with me? Right. Cause I share so much with the world and the internet, anyone. Yeah. Like, what does she get? Yeah. I worry about that. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to turn into someone who's just like open to the world. Right. You know, some things need to be off limits and private and yeah. Yeah. I think that that part of this conversation also begs the the issue of how, how will you know like you know when you start therapy with somebody you ask the question the therapist should say okay what what are our goals what are we working on how will we know when we're done yeah um, how will you know when the podcast is done <laughs> I was thinking about the same thing Dr. Steve because I was like I wonder when he's gonna start asking like hey like we've done a bunch of episodes what next I don't have an answer to that honestly I don't know. 
I think it would just be you saying something like you being like, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and then honestly, I feel so compelled about and passionate about this idea. I might get another therapist. Yeah, totally. Okay. A million percent. And then that's no, you know, that's no commentary on you whatsoever. Yeah. It's just, I like, I believe in this idea and, um, well, the, the, the iconic thing for me is that when we started this, you said, you know, I just, you know, therapy is a good place to go because, you know, maybe you're like walking around and you see a cloud, cloud. and it reminds you of something. Yep. And, and so that's kind of like, like, I have, I think I said, I may have said this before. I've never had a client come and say, I saw this cloud and it reminded me of this thing. Yeah. Everybody I meet with is talking about somebody else. There's, there's very few people who, you know, and that becomes the, that becomes the the fodder for pointing the conversation back around to yourself eventually. Like if you're doing yeah. individual therapy, yep. when you're doing couples or families, you're talking about the people who are in the room. But by and large, <clears throat> when someone is, an individual is coming to talk to me about somebody in their life, their partner, their parent, their child, um, the key is like you can't control that other person. So what are you going to do about it yourself? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I know... So, so I, I, so I think I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I think that that's going to limit what we can do here because I'm always going to want to know. Okay, so to bring it around to yourself. If you, yeah. give, you give me the worst case scenario, or give me the thing that, that's troubling you or that, yep. that you're concerned about, and then I can respond to that. But if there's more that I don't know, exactly, it's hard. It's hard to, for me to, to to bring up more compassion, more understanding. Yep. Yeah, um, you need to know all the details, and yeah. I can't provide all the details all the time because of you're not trying to navigate yep. that boundary. That I don't that. want to expose or embarrass or yeah. shame anyone. Right. right, and that is the catch twenty. I don't know if that amounts to a catch twenty two. However, it's one of the limitations of of you know what we're trying to do. But it is what it is. It doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make it any worse. It's just something to navigate. And what I wanted to say earlier about you know i got a little defensive when i felt like you were saying well hey this isn't about them this you know what are you going to do about it yeah. right at the end of the day i still appreciate mm -hmm. that approach it felt at the time at the moment a little too soon for me yeah but that didn't make it less true for me as well too um because i firmly believe that one of honestly i don't know if you want to call it a pitfall but like a danger of therapy is this kind of this idea like talk is cheap, you know. At the end of the day, yeah. like you got to be you got to be willing to do something. Mm -hmm. So I 100% appreciate it, and you know, I'm so glad we had this off camera conversation yeah. where I was able to share what I needed to share. Yeah, and it also was reassuring to me to, for you to react the way you did, which was like, oh, you know, like. This would have been good to know, Alex. <laughs> you know, like, but that's kind of the craziness that is what we're doing here. Yeah, and my <clears throat> my worry is that not that it's and I got to stop using the word crazy. Uh, that's kind of like uh, I got to stop using that. Word. My my worry is that the need to provide content for this uh, drive will yeah will drive you to to do, do or say, say something that that you're not ready to do no not ready to say that's and why I'm, I have and a I'm really net. and I'm really reassured that you that you have a a, a real therapist not yep. a not a pretend <laughs> an almost doctor <laughs> not a pretend therapist over here yeah that you can go and say oh crap I outed my yep 
my mom, you know, I out of, out of my dad on this thing or whatever. Yeah. And, um, that was part of the, that was part of the deal. That's the way I looked at it. It was like, I'm only going to do this if I have safety checks in place. Yeah. And that's why I feel comfortable doing it is because I can have private conversations mm-hmm. to work through. And, and I do do a lot of my sessions with George. We talk about stuff here. Yeah. And, um, I sometimes feel bad. Like I sometimes feel like I out him in a weird way, you know, mm-hmm. commenting on how he approaches it. And he's not here in the room to talk about why he approaches right. things the way that he does. But we, and we talk about that. So I think, I think the number one reason people go to therapy is for relationship problems. Yeah. Because it's, it's either something that I'm doing or a way, the way that I'm showing up or a way that my partner or someone in my sphere is showing up. It's fascinating to hear you say that, though, because I'm trying to think why I went to therapy, and I'm pretty sure it was so long ago, but I was unhappy with the way that I was living, but maybe it was a relationship. But that, but that could be merely the, the feedback you're getting from other people, Yeah. right? Yep. So you might, you might have these interactions with people, and you're going, okay, what's wrong with me? Sure. Why, yep. why does this keep happening? And so we judge ourselves we show up in relation to relation in in the context of relationships yeah and so i'm always like am i like that am i like this am i like that and that should probably be the kind of thing i think that goes on in human beings heads a lot you know we compare ourselves i'm not as loud as that guy or yeah i'm not as am i as big as that person (laughs) or you know on a variety of things my podcast as good as that person's podcast. yeah right who else is dave sponsoring (laughs) I'll get to the bottom of that. Yeah. Um, yes. Well, and that kind of speaks to like comparisons. Is that kind of what you were getting at? Yeah. Well, just I think we do comparisons all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we're I think human beings are discerning entities that we we look at somebody and in a split second we make judgments based on visual yep. cues and other things the kind of clothes people are wearing the, yep. their skin behavior. color you yep. know behavior yeah. mm-hmm. what they're driving are they not driving you know what and we we jump to all these conclusions and then we get to temper our our conclusions when we find out more about them yep and it also impacts the conclusions we make about ourselves sure which is weird you know it's like observing things about other people I extrapolate things that quote unquote must be true about me then, right? Yep. If someone treats me this way, there must be something I'm, you know. Or is there something that. about, yeah, is there, yeah. Some, what, what did I do to yeah. contribute to that? Yeah. No, I would agree. I mean, we're relational animals. Like yep. we're just, you know, we don't exist in a vacuum. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because in the last session I talked about going to a dinner, my friend from high school going to a dinner at his yeah. parents' house. Yeah. And we talked about the podcast, and his sister was really, really interested. She asked a lot of really good questions. Uh And she was like, well, do you talk about stuff on your podcast that you don't talk about, you know, that you also talk about with your real therapist? Like, which one's more valuable to you? Where do you, you know, do you talk about other people? She asked Haley. She's like, Haley, how do you feel? Does he talk about you? Yeah, great question. Yeah. and She should sponsor the next show. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, I couldn't say her name, right? Because of the... uh, the boundaries, the boundaries the I've anonymity. set. Anonymity, yeah. what is that? We're anonymity, saying? <laughs> an anemone. It's an anemone. <laughs> Have you seen Finding Nemo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't that's... hurt yourself, kid. Yeah. I'd love to get Pixar to sponsor. That's the goal. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that element of this is, I think, on people's minds. Mm-hmm. And the short of it is, I don't have 
the concrete answer, but I do have an idea of, you know, again, the rules are very simple for me. I'm going to do my 100% best not to really use any names or any identifying information. Like, I just don't want to put anyone under the bus. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with an old friend, um, and we were talking about the podcast, and one of the first things I could tell on his mind was he was worried, like, is this going to make it on the pot? And yeah. I told him, I was like, nope, it's not. So don't yeah. worry. Um, but you should think that if you're Alex's <laughs> friend. <laughs> you, I'm sure they're thinking. I'm sure. And he had told me, he was like, I thought that this episode, the episode where you talk about wanting to like be real with people, uh-huh. I thought that was about, I thought you were making a uh, dig at me. Huh. And I was like, absolutely not. But also, I'm sure you're not alone. I'm sure people are listening and be like, yeah. he's talking about me, he's talking about me. And that's weird too. But again, I have to do my best to like uh, make sure that everyone, like no one feels like their privacy is invaded. But that's why the, I think the most challenging conversations are the family ones. Yeah. Right? Those are That, that is going to be tough to navigate. And that's why I do front load all of those with how much I... They I know they to, love me. Yeah, and how much I love them. That's why, right? Because I need everyone to know that... Uh, you want everyone to know. Yeah. Correct. Yep. And all of the good that I have comes from them, right? And it's like, well, you're talking about the bad. It's like, okay, there are a few things that don't sit right with me, but there's a lot of things that sit really well with me. Yeah. I just want to talk about the things that don't sit well right now. Um. But see, even having this conversation, if I was your mom or dad, I'd be like, okay, so what did you talk about off camera? Yes. Yeah, totally. right? And that's right? uh, so, something I would... So, Alex, obviously, yes, you know we love you, but what is, the, yep. what is the stuff you want to talk about that you can't talk about? If this podcast led to that conversation, that would be a win for this podcast for me personally, because yeah. that would bring me to a level of closeness with my family that I would have otherwise never had. Yeah. So it's like, I'm down for the cause. Um. It's just a weird way, and I feel bad. Like, I don't know if you said this or someone said this, but like, hang on, is it brilliant? If it's brilliant, I probably said it. Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. It was accurate, which is it would be hard. It wasn't me then. It would be hard to, you know, it would be an experience to have me as for a son, right? Because I'm like, I'm pretty pub, not public facing, but like I express a lot. I uh-huh. do a lot of weird things. You know, I went to North Korea to play hockey. Like, yeah. that was the whole thing. You know, like I'm not a Oh, my son got a job in an accounting firm. He's doing really well. Like that's just never been right the thing with me. So I appreciate that. Um, and I cut them. You know, I give them credit and I cut them slack because, like, I can't imagine having a me, right, and having to raise a me. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be. It's like, what do you do? What does this thing do? He's just doing all this crazy stuff. What do I do? Um, hmm. So yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's getting real, but that's good. I'm with limits with limits and I'm very, now a part of me wants to like, I feel like your daughter is on the fence about me. And now I'm like, (laughs) how can I win her over that? Like, you know, I don't know what kind of conclusion she came to, but I, yeah, again, my only hope for people is that (laughs) they walk away feeling like therapy isn't as scary as they thought it was. Well, the the reality is she listens, part of the reality from my understanding, is she listens to it and goes and says, he, Alex is looking for someone to talk to. She goes, but I, 
I mean, I was raised by a therapist. And so yeah. I've always talked about these things. So she talks about how her husband says to her, who's been in our family, he's a wonderful guy. He loves me 100%. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and he's been a great addition. But he's like, your family talks about stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. Your family talks <laughs> yeah. about their emotions. They talk about their feelings. They talk about... Yeah. And so, so she's like it's it was normal. It was part of yeah. the culture and I don't I don't say that to blow my own horn or anything like that or my Sure. Where's my the wife's do I horns. have a horn? I don't have I, don't I, I might have one. But yeah, different families have different cultures and, yeah. and things like that. So and she's, so she she looks start, at this as she's like looking normal. at this and she's going, "Oh, this is this is causing her to reflect on the way she was raised." Ah. And the different environment yeah. that that she had access to. Yeah, I mean it would again. That's why it's so fascinating about like developing a relationship with Haley and seeing her family interactions. Yep. How and they stuff. do Thanksgiving? Yeah, right? their context. It's like, whoa, this is totally different. Yeah, right. And that's not even to say like obviously I had family dinners with other families, and I've met other families too. Yeah. But you know, and what I love about Haley is she definitely takes me outside of my like personal, like, relationship bubble in terms of like, I don't know, the just the way. I feel like the environment I grew up in, a lot of the families were somewhat similar. Yeah. And then she's different and it's great. I love the context and it rounds me out and it's good. Yeah. And and there are constraints in our work because I would probably not have seen an individual for as long as I've met with you in my really? practice without without saying I I'd love to have, you talk a lot about Haley, have her come in mm. sometime, have her join us sometime. It's funny you say that because I've thought about that. Like I want, and I've talked to George about this. Like, you know, I've been seeing him for, gosh, seven years, uh-huh. which I'm probably in your brain. You're probably like, whoa. Yeah. I, I don't do that at all. Red flag. But, no, not at all. It's just, yeah. it's, I just um, don't do it. And we've talked about like, well, you know, I bring her in and we'll, or and he'd been like, bring your parents in if they want. I was like, well, they wouldn't want to come, George. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think about that. It would be really cool. Like I would get enjoyment out of that. But Yeah. It's it is fascinating, and I too I like too your approach in terms of like it's it's different in the sense that, you know, I I think you're more goal oriented. I mean that's get that vibe sometimes. And that's another thing too is like, someone has asked me like, well, how are they are they different? You know, your um your your George. real therapist and your mm-hmm. podcast therapist. I'm like, yeah, they're actually they have vastly different approaches yeah. and. Um, George is really fascinated by that because I'll talk about, you know, the podcast work with you and he'll be like, well, you know, and I think at one point he's like, you should ask Dr. Steve, like how, you know, therapy really ultimately comes down to like human beings in the sense that therapists are human beings and they study what they study and they come to conclusions and there are hundreds of different conclusions and like suggestions on how to approach therapy and people and like, how do you juggle all those different approaches and he he shows up george and all therapists show up with the their accumulated life experience to sit in this chair at this moment and that weighs in on how we think about things those are all the filters that we carry right and so i have different experiences than him we have some commonalities you know if you think about venn diagrams you know i'm sure there's some overlap but ultimately i have different filters and different ways of seeing things and and he does too and he'll pay attention to different things and cue in on certain things and others I'll cue in on other things. It's fascinating, and in a weird way, that experiencing that has been very helpful for me. But the, but the, and the bottom line though is that hopefully you get you get someone who will listen, who will be understanding, and will reflect back to you their honest opinion about what they're hearing. Yes, and even as 
silly as this may sound, hearing the first two, getting those first two, for me personally, are the most important. The first two points you made. You made three points. I forget what they were, but they were I was like listening, though. you know, hearing, compa- and, hearing yeah. and understanding. Hearing and understanding. Yeah. Those are, <clears throat> for me, for Alex, those are, th- th- that was such an eye opening, you know, revelation to experience that yeah. from a professional hearing and listening. And like, um, I think every human being deserves to be heard and listened to. Mm-hmm. And I think every human being has things that they feel like they can't share. And that is a tragedy to me. It's so, and I was talking about this with my mm-hmm. family. When mm-hmm. I was talking about this with one of my family members who, you know, why she said she was afraid of, you know, therapy. It scared her. And I was yeah. like, it's so, it makes me so sad to think that there are elements, there are things that we as people feel and think about ourselves. And we're like, if anyone knows this, I'm ruined. Yeah. Like that's messed up. It shouldn't be that way. Like, I wish it wasn't that way. Right. And to me, therapy has been a place to share those things yeah. and to, and to be like, Oh, okay. I'm not weird. Like yeah. I'm not crazy. It's okay to think this or feel this or be this way to share those things and still have acceptance. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think the biggest fear, at least for me, and, and maybe other people can relate to this, the biggest fear has been rejection, ostrac- being yeah. ostracized, yeah. being cut, cast aside for being different or weird or whatever. No one wants to be left alone. Yeah. There's a <clears throat> there's a Harvard um, oh, lawyer. Harvard. Oh, Harvard. Uh, Harvard lawyer, like Brian Stevenson, you may have heard of his work. He, he uh, wrote a book called Just Mercy, and uh, it got made into a movie. He's a lawyer. I think he works down in Louisiana. Louisiana, Alabama. Sorry, okay. and he he um, is trying to overturn many um, death row kinds of convictions, uh, lack of evidence, things like that. They've got yep. several ter- uh, overturned. Uh, Brian Stephen, he has a quote uh, that that I bring to my mind uh, many times. He goes, "I have this belief that we are not the sum total of our worst." decisions, the worst things about us. So if you're a liar, you're not just a liar. If you're a murderer, you're not just a murderer, that you have other redeeming qualities. And so this was, this is what guides his work. And I find a lot of, um, I find a lot of congruity with congruency with that in therapy, that therapy can be a place where somebody comes in and says, I'm doing this horrible thing, or I've done this horrible thing. And the therapist is in a position to not absolve or to, but just to hold it and say, it's okay to leave that in here. It's okay to, to be that part of you. And I don't think that you're all that. Yeah. You're not, yep. that's not the only thing that makes up who you are. So yep. that thing doesn't make you, it's not mutually exclusive from yeah. being a human. Yeah. Like just because you have that thing doesn't mean you're also a human. But so many of us let those things define us. Totally. Like that's, I am this murderer. I am this adulterer. I am this liar, this... It's not entire. I mean, it's a little bit related to what you're talking about. As you were saying that, it reminds me of this thing that I think of frequently, especially when I like encounter, you know, homeless people who are suffering from mental illness. Mm. I always stop and think to myself, at one point in their life, they were a kid and they probably liked riding their bike and mm. playing. And maybe they had a toy car collection. Like they were a human, uh, just a child, yeah. normal. Like every every person was at one point you know just a child and then life is what takes them into these you know weird or different directions yeah. and i don't know at the end of the day we're all human well 
in talking with a, um, a student who interviewed at, at a, uh, one of our graduate programs, this is when I worked back in Texas, he, he reported that he had been homeless for several years and you know, moved his life around and changed things. He was applying to graduate school and stuff. But he talked about the biggest, um, the hardest part about being homeless is being invisible, that people don't look at you. People don't understand what you're talking about. That I was once a kid who liked to ride my bike. Yep. I was once a kid who wanted Kool-Aid at the end of the day or wanted, was hoping for a popsicle when the ice cream truck came yeah, by or whatever. Totally. Or, you know, had a favorite TV show, had a yeah. favorite book, wanted to be like someone when they grew up. Yeah. That, that invisibility that it's, it's so damaging to human beings. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's de, dehumanizing. Yeah. Uh, isn't there a book? Um, oh, always a book. There is always a book. Man, it's not, is it an invisible man? I'll bet there is an invisible man. There book. was, it was um, a book about a guy who falls into a sewer. Or something, and it's. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, oh, I really should have read the books in high school. I spark noted so many books. I really, am, I had. I feel so bad because like there were all these really important books that I was just like, okay, let me get the uh, the cheat sheet here. Yeah. But the the idea was about the the premise of the book was this idea of like being seen, mm-hmm. you know, and this idea. I'm pretty sure it had to do with race relations, and it was like the civil rights era, and like. Mm-hmm you know, um, not being viewed as a human and not being viewed as equal. What does that do to the psyche? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the line you said, I think it was one of the first episodes, like there's no greater feeling than to share your humanity with others. Mm-hmm. And I believe, I, I mean, it's so true. Mm-hmm. And therapy to me has been a morsel of moments where I can do that. Like that's why they're therapeutic moments because yeah. I can share my humanity with someone and I'm not judged yeah. in that moment. I'm listened to yeah. and, 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 um, valued and reassured that like, Hey, you, you still have value you in still, spite of, yep. in spite of who I am, what I did. Yep. And sometimes too, it's been a process of learning that I don't need to look at it as in spite of, like, yeah. it's not a bad thing. Uh-huh. It's a thing. And yeah. I don't need to feel guilty about it. Yeah. It's part of yes. what makes me, me granted they're not things like murder. You know, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm well, murdering people. No yeah. one, no one knows what we talk about off camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, the FBI's perk. They're like, wait, maybe we should be paying attention to this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is all uh, really great stuff. And again, this podcast and this idea is, um, you know, unique in its own right. And it's a, a work in progress, if you will, and a journey. And, um, I, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I think a lot of listeners have these questions, yeah, and it's helpful for them to understand that, like, hey, you know, we're, you know, I personally am just kind of figuring this out as I go, but with basic structures in place, like guardrails, if right. you will, right. And um, you know, I appreciate you, Doctor Steve, uh, seeking out, like, if there are times. Where you need more context, I think as we continue to do this, you'll get a feel like, hey, are you? Is there stuff I'm not? Am I getting the full picture here? You know, maybe I tell you, maybe I say, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it off or whatever. But yeah, I know this is weird and not normal. And hey, you're doing a great job. But my mom's a huge fan. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with that, um, let's call it. Let's call it. So. 
thank you once again for joining me, Dr. Steve. It's always a pleasure. And uh, I'll see you next session. All right. Take care. All right. Stay happy, everyone. I think that's going to be my catchphrase. Stay happy. All right. Bye.